Yo, back in the house for another installment of your mother. This episode is going to be titled, and I've been meaning to do this for a long time. Uh, I don't know how the fuck I glossed over it, but um, black on black violence is a fucking farce, right? Um, let me explain what I mean by that. Do black people kill each other, critically injure and or maim each other? Yes. Does every group in America do that? Yes. Why are we not calling every other epidemic, namely mass shootings, white on white violence, right? I tell you why. Because ever since 1989, when Jesse Jackson was actually running for president, that was like nearly, that was during the crack cocaine epidemic, right? A lot of people got shot. A lot of people got robbed. A lot of people lost their life. Or got a motherfucking arm blown off in the war, right? Like Bob Deep said, it's a war going on outside no man is safe from, right? That's what they was talking about. During the 80s, let's just say economic hardships is at an all-time high. People wasn't hiring people. And let's just say if you had you an ounce of cocaine, you was able to make more money than a manager at McDonald's circa 1983, right? So let's just say uneducated or undereducated or impoverished people a very highly volatile the reactionary and let's just say in the streets you can't go to the police and, and complain about a riff right there are no appropriate channels that you can take and you got a whole reputation so let's just say in the cost in the mix all that somebody might get shot killed critically injured right so when he was running for president it was actually a way for him to actually campaign that there was an epidemic on black violence. There was, however, it's 30 years later, and nobody is fucking killing somebody over kilos, maybe over an ounce of petty shit like that, mostly from disputes. Uh, but it's not an epidemic like it was circa 1983, 1984, 5, 6, or 89, right? So, yeah. Anybody labeling black on black violence is a fucking asshole, intellectually dishonest, and should just keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? It's not black on black violence. It's black motherfuckers committing violence. Just like when mass shootings happen, it's white people committing mass shootings, right? Keep this shit in perspective. Every group that's economically disadvantaged or impoverished, right? Or exposed to extreme elements of... uh depravity, right, because of poverty, is prone to violence, right, white people do it, Asian people do it, Latino, Hispanic people do it, and of course, black people do it, but to make it specialized, like we just, the motherfuckers that specialize in violence, or that only violence happens within our community, is bullshit, anybody campaigning on that, is being intellectually dishonest, right, they're not being forthright and truthful. They're fucking scumbags. And they need to cut it out, right? Um, that's not to say that the violence shouldn't stop, right? It should stop. This shouldn't be violence. We should be living in a peaceful utopia, right? But a utopia is idealistic. It's not real. Show me a, a, a utopia and I'll show you a fucking one-legged dog, right? That can walk. So, the only thing you can ever do... and at the uh, end of the day, is actually try to make the best of life. Um, and they're always going to be undereducated people. They're always going to be uneducated people. 
There are always going to be poor people unless capitalism ends, but I don't see that happening. So until it doesn't, until it does, there's always going to be violence because basically what you have because of poverty is bums killing each other over crumbs, right? And like I said earlier, there's no appropriate channels that you can actually go to to actually complain about your rifts or differences or disagreements, right? And let's just say a gun that's readily accessible in a highly volatile situation is usually the best uh, solution for some people. I don't think it's the best solution, but some people, especially when you fuck with their money, they can have a tendency to get highly emotional. And let's just say an emotional person that's uh, impoverished with access to a weapon is a bad combination. Um, I think we should address gun violence. I don't think we should actually restrict or limit or even ban weapons. I think what we should have, like I did in a previous episode, like I said, I think there should be a lot more scrutiny over certain demographics, namely white people with guns. Right? They should have to take a psych- uh, psychiatric test. Right? Because all these people commit mass shootings. They usually live typically in economically decent environments, right? Uh, Middle class, upper class, and affluent, right? Look at the uh, Columbine shooters. Their parents weren't fucked up. Look at fucking uh, Dylan Roof. His parents wasn't fucked up. Look at the shooter. They uh, shot up the uh, movie theaters in Aurora, Colorado. His parents wasn't fucked up. If I'm not mistaken, he was going to school for... Some bi- biology major, right? So he was going to school to be a biologist, right? I'm assuming whoever put him through school or paid his tuition wasn't fucked up. So the fact that he actually like spazzed out and shot twelve, killed twelve people, um, yeah, he had he needed a psychiatric evaluation. That because he wasn't a felon. So if you're not a felon, you're not poor. You got access to guns. You probably should get a psychiatric test done, you know, to even find out why the fuck you try to get the guns. Right. And then it should be banned based on those, you know, what I'm saying criteria. Now, I'm not going to say that they're the only people that should take psychiatric tests because there are other people. But chiefly, we should probably start there. Right. Economically disadvantaged people should probably take a psychiatric test. Right. And at first I was opposed to this, but after I did that episode and a lot of thinking, a lot of lingering, right? I've come to the conclusion that poor motherfuckers should probably have to take a psychiatric test just so they can get certain issues hammered away, right? I always tell people, if you grew up in a fucked up household where you were economically deprived, you wouldn't be the nicest person either. All the marbles wouldn't be rolling the right way if you was fucked up, right? So you should probably get some type of evaluation so that you don't flip out because lack of having funds, like Eminem said, lack of having funds has had me resorting back to guns. Um, I don't think he just said that because it sounds colorful. I've been poor and I've been struggling for here and there time to time. And I will tell you the lack of having the money that you need to handle the things that you want to handle. Sometimes the pressure can be too much. Luckily for me. I must do my threshold of comfortability and I try to be pragmatic and be a problem problem finder so that I can actually overcome my issues and that just address them as just issues. See it as a problem. Try to find a solution. Once I find a solution, 
overcome so that I can actually get past this, the obstacle. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's just an obstacle. So, say all that to say. Maybe poor, disenfranchised people. Not all of them, right? If you're on the road to getting your bachelor's or your master's or you have a decent salary-paying job or you're a working person that makes a decent amount of money where shit ain't going to be like this forever, I think you'd be all right. If you're a person with no real working skills, no, no higher education, uh, no basic education like high school diploma, right? And you working at McDonald's or some bullshit job that's paying probably like less than minimum wage or minimum wage or less, you know what I'm saying? Like you on the poverty line, you might be close to tipping the scale or going on a full-fledged rampage. So you should probably get some therapeutic counseling. Anyways, that was just my opinions, ideals on uh, black-on-black violence. I hate that terminology because once again, like I said, other people of other races and different groups commit violence, right? At probably the same, or if not more, a higher rate. So, we just got to call it what it is. There's no campaign here. I ain't running for president. I'm just going to be honest and not be a fucking scumbag liar and try to dress it up as this epidemic or this pandemic of shit that's happening at an overwhelming rate while it's happening, right? It's not happening. Like I live in the hood. I don't see a nigga get shot every day. I've been over there years. Right. Haven't even heard gunfire within 20, 50, 100 yards. Right. So we can safely assume that a motherfucker ain't getting shot every single solitary day. Therefore, it isn't an epidemic, um, but it is a problem. Right. And there are solutions to it. I'm not going to give it to you on this episode, probably on another one. But if you're one of those people that think black on black violence is an accurate terminology and should be used in social media and mainstream America, then F your mother. Yo, so if you haven't heard, I'm also an author, not just a podcaster. Go check out that new book that I just published called Black Devil Blue Eyes. It's a love story that ends in tragedy wrapped in a crime novel. So if you want to get entertained, you ain't doing shit. You sitting around the house, around the fireplace, in the bed. It's late night. You ain't going out and turning up. Go check that out. Once again, the title is Black Devil Blue Eyes, available on Amazon. And I think it's only $9.99. So if you smoke, don't get that dime bag. Go get that book. Put some knowledge on your brain. Be entertained um, and tell your friends.